European Heart Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 44, Issue 45. Focus Issue, Imaging, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Filippo Crea, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Cardiac Imaging, Focus on Safety, Optimal Delivery, and Risk Stratification. This focus issue on imaging contains the state-of-the-art review article entitled Cardiac Magnetic Resonance Biomarkers are Surrogate Endpoints in Cardiovascular Trials for Myocardial Diseases by Dominic Benz and colleagues from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. The authors note that cardiac magnetic resonance offers multiple facets in the diagnosis, risk stratification and management of patients with myocardial diseases. In particular, its ability to precisely monitor disease activity lends itself to quantify response to novel therapeutics. This review critically appraises the value of cardiac magnetic resonance imaging biomarkers as surrogate endpoints for prospective clinical trials. The primary focus is to comprehensively outline the value of established cardiac magnetic resonance parameters in myocardial diseases, including heart failure, cardiac amyloidosis, iron overload cardiomyopathy, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, cardio-oncology-related cardiomyopathies, and inflammatory cardiomyopathies, such as myocarditis and sarcoidosis. In a Viewpoint article entitled Economic, Ethical and Environmental Sustainability of Cardiac Imaging, Eugenio Picano from the Institute of Clinical Physiology of the National Research Council in Pisa, Italy, notes that the current cardiology guidelines assign a class of recommendation 1 for the diagnosis of chest pain to five imaging techniques based on either anatomic, coronary computed tomography angiography, or functional approaches, such as stress single photon emission tomography, stress positron emission tomography, stress cardiovascular magnetic resonance, and stress echocardiography. The choice is left to the prescribing physician, based on local availability and expertise. However, the five techniques differ substantially in their cost, applicability based on patient characteristics, long-term risk, and environmental impact. The average European immediate cost ranges from €50 Euros to €1,000. The radiation exposure ranges from 0 to 500 chest x-rays. The environmental footprint ranges from 3 to 300 kilograms of carbon dioxide emissions equivalent. A small cost, a minimal long-term risk, and a modest carbon emission per examination, multiplied by billions of tests per year, becomes an unaffordable economic burden in the short term, significant population damage to public health over the years, and impacts on climate change in decades. The cardiology community may wish to adopt a more sustainable practice with affordable, radiation-optimised and carbon-neutral practices for the benefit of patients, physicians, payers and the planet. Cardiovascular disease, or CVD, impacts significantly on health and social care systems as well as society through premature mortality and disability, with patients requiring care from relatives. In a fast-track clinical research article entitled 
Economic Burden of Cardiovascular Diseases in the European Union, a Population-Based Cost Study. Ramon Luengo Fernandez and colleagues from the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom aim to provide novel, up-to-date evidence on the economic burden across the 27 European Union, or EU, countries in 2021. Aggregate country-specific resource use data on morbidity, mortality and health, social and informal care were obtained from international sources, such as the Statistical Office of the EU, enhanced by data from the European Society of Cardiology, or ESC Atlas Programme, and patient-level data from the Survey of Health, Ageing and Retirement in Europe. Country-specific unit costs were used with cost estimates reported on a per capita basis after adjustment for price differentials. CVD was estimated to cost the EU €282 billion annually, with healthcare and long-term care accounting for €155 billion, equaling 11% of EU health expenditure. Productivity losses accounted for €48 billion, whereas informal care costs were €79 billion. CVD represented a cost of €630 per person, ranging from €381 in Cyprus to €903 in Germany. Coronary heart disease accounted for €77 billion and cerebrovascular diseases €76 billion of CVD costs. The authors conclude that this study provides contemporary estimates of the wide-ranging impact of CVD on all aspects of the economy. The data help inform evidence-based policies to reduce the impact of CVD, promoting care access and better health outcomes and economic sustainability. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by William Weintraub from the Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., USA. Weintraub notes that healthcare economics and sound decision-making that takes healthcare economics into consideration is a complicated and uncertain terrain. Considering this very real-world environment, the study by Luengo Fernandez et al. offers thorough, carefully analysed, if somewhat uncertain, results with much food for thought for clinicians, administrators, payers, healthcare economists and other societal stakeholders. In a fast-track clinical research article entitled Competency-Based Cardiac Imaging for Patient-Centred Care A Statement of the European Society of Cardiology, or ESC, with the contribution of the European Association of Cardiovascular Imaging, or EACVI, and the support of the Association of Cardiovascular Nursing and Allied Professions, or ACNAP, the Association for Acute Cardiovascular Care, ACVC, the European Association of Preventative Cardiology, EAPC, the European Association of Percutaneous Cardiovascular Interventions, EAPCI, the European Heart Rhythm Association, EHRA, and the Heart Failure Association, or HFA, of the ESC. Mark Westwood and colleagues from the Copenhagen University Hospital Herlev Gentofte in Denmark indicate that imaging plays an integral role in all aspects of managing heart disease and cardiac imaging is a core competency of cardiologists. The adequate delivery of cardiac imaging services 
requires expertise in both imaging methodology with specific adaptions to imaging of the heart and intricate knowledge of heart disease. The ESC and the European Association of Cardiovascular Imaging have developed and implemented a successful education and certification programme for all cardiac imaging modalities. This programme equips cardiologists to provide high-quality competency-based cardiac imaging services, ensuring that they are adequately trained and competent in the entire process of cardiac imaging, from the clinical indication via selecting the best imaging test to answer the clinical question, to image acquisition, analysis, interpretation, storage, repository, and dissemination of results. This statement emphasizes the need for competency-based cardiac imaging delivery, which is key to optimal, effective, and efficient patient care. Risk stratification for sudden cardiac death, or SCD, among patients with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, or HCM, is a rapidly evolving field. In another fast-track clinical research article entitled Assessment of Late Gadolinium Enhancement in Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Improves Risk Stratification Based on Current Guidelines. Jiaxing Wang and colleagues from the MR Center, Fuwai Hospital, Chinese Academy of Medical Sciences and Peking Union Medical College, Stroke National Center for Cardiovascular Diseases in Beijing, China, aim to externally validate the 2022 ESC model and explore the utility of late gadolinium enhancement, or LGE, in further risk stratification in patients with HCM who are candidates for implantable cardioverter defibrillator, or ICD implantation, in primary prevention for SCD. 774 consecutive patients who underwent cardiac magnetic resonance imaging were retrospectively enrolled. 46, or 5.9% of patients, reached the SCD-related endpoint during 7.4 years of follow-up. Patients suffering from SCD had higher ESC risk SCD score, 4.3 plus or minus 2.4% versus 2.8 plus or minus 2.1%, P being less than 0.001, and LGE extent, 13.7 plus or minus 9.4%, versus 4.9 plus or minus 6.6%, P being less than 0.001. Compared with the 2014 ESC model, the 2022 ESC model showed increased area under the curve, 0.76 versus 0.63, sensitivity, 76.1% versus 43.5%, positive predictive value, 16.8% versus 13.6%, and negative predictive value, 98.1% versus 95.9%. The areas under the curve for the SCD prediction of the 2011 American College of Cardiology, or ACC, Stroke American Heart Association, or AHA, and the 2020 AHA Stroke ACC, were 0.68 and 0.78 respectively. Furthermore, compared with patients without extensive LGE, LGE greater than or equal to 5% was associated with sevenfold SCD risk after multivariable adjustment. 
The authors conclude that the 2022 ESC model performed better than the 2014 ESC model with especially improved sensitivity. LGE enabled further risk stratification based on current guidelines. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Christoph Graney from the University of Bern in Switzerland. The author notes that in future, risk scores should not be limited to evaluation through traditional weighted risk assessments. Instead, they should also be analysed by using artificial intelligent methodologies, particularly when dealing with extensive datasets of clinical, ECG, genetic and imaging data. In addition, and given that clinical and imaging markers in HCM may change over time, implementing longitudinal serial assessments for the development of dynamic risk scoring will probably become increasingly important. Patients with left-sided breast cancer receive a high mean heart dose, or MHD, after radiotherapy with subsequent risk of ischemic heart disease. However, the optimum dosimetric predictor among cardiac substructures has not been determined yet. In a clinical research article entitled Association of Radiation Dose to Cardiac Substructures with Major Ischemic Events Following Breast Cancer Radiotherapy, Toyo Lai and colleagues from the Department of Heavy Particles and Radiation Oncology, Taipei Veterans General Hospital, Taipei, Taiwan, retrospectively reviewed 2,158 women with breast cancer receiving adjuvant radiotherapy. The primary endpoint was a major ischemic event. The dose volume parameters for each cardiac substructure were calculated. The risk factors for major ischemic events and the association between MHD and major ischemic events were analysed by Cox regression. The optimum dose volume predictors among cardiac substructures were explored in multivariable models by comparing performance metrics of each model. At a median follow-up of 7.9 years, 89 patients developed major ischemic events. Their cumulative incidence rate was significantly higher in left-sided breast cancer, P equaling 0.044. Overall, MHD increased the risk of major ischemic events by 6.2% per gray, hazard ratio 1.062, P equaling 0.012. The model containing the volume of the left ventricle receiving 25 gray, or LVV25, with the cutoff point of 4%, presented with the best discrimination performance in left-sided breast cancer. Age, chronic kidney disease and hyperlipidemia were also significant risk factors. The authors conclude that LVV25 greater than or equal to 4% is the optimum parameter for predicting major ischemic events. This dose constraint could aid in achieving better protection in breast cancer radiotherapy, though a further validation study is warranted. The contribution is accompanied by an editorial by Marianne Asner from the Division of Cancer Sciences, University of Manchester, and the Christie NHS Foundation Trust, Manchester, UK, and Anjou Noria, from the Brigham and Women's Hospital, Boston, Massachusetts, USA. The authors highlight that the study by Lai et al. 
demonstrates that, despite evolving radiotherapy techniques, radiation exposure to the heart remains a risk factor for ischemic cardiac events in patients with breast cancer. CT contouring and artificial intelligence-guided autosegmentation may further reduce radiation exposure to vulnerable cardiac substructures. However, traditional risk factors remain significant predictors of cardiovascular events, and greater collaboration between oncology and cardiology is needed to provide integrated and holistic care to reduce long-term adverse events in breast cancer patients. In a discussion forum contribution entitled Enhancing Success Rate in Transcatheter Closure of Paravalvular Leaks Post-TAVI with Vascular Plug Technology, Eduardo Flores Umanzor and colleagues from the University of Barcelona in Spain comment on the recent contribution entitled Treatment of Late Paravalvular Regurgitation After Transcatheter Aortic Valve Implantation Prognostic Implications by Uri Landes and colleagues from the Tel Aviv University in Israel. Landes et al. respond in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will be of interest to its listeners.